Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, my friend. Happy Oscar Hangover Day. <laughs> How's it going, Jeff? <laughs> Honestly, oh, I'm feeling a lot better than I thought. <laughs> I had like three glasses of wine last night, and I'm apparently fine. This right. morning, no hangover, no nothing, no headache. So, calling that, we'll call that a win also. <laughs> there you go. Add that to the list of Oscar winners. Yes. How are you today? Well, pretty good. Um, <clears throat> Monday, sun's out, and yeah, I mean, I nothing to complain about. Still a little tired, but but otherwise good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, it should be a nice day out. So, we've got a lot to talk about, buddy. It was a very packed week i guess you could say as far as yeah. content wise um but yeah uh nothing really new here kids are you know good um yeah no nah, I, I guess that's about it we're just at, so uh i guess we'll start with this so we'll get to falcon and winter soldier in just a minute so we started watching, at least Grace and I started watching yesterday. We started watching on Disney Plus, The Mighty Ducks Game Changer. Mm-hmm. And the main reason why I wanted to watch it, I mean, I, yes, I like Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham. But mainly I was watching it for Maxwell Simpkins, who, if you remember, was in The Sleepover. He played the brother. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm definitely going to watch if he's in it because that dude's that dude's a trip. I love him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just as funny in this. And he actually starts out as a <laughs> as a kid that's podcasting about the basically the youth hockey in that town, and you know specifically the Mighty Ducks and everything. And I was like, okay, see where that's going. And then he winds up becoming a part of this ragtag group of kids on this team. So yeah, it's. It's super cute. The episodes are only 30 minutes long because it's Disney. <laughs> it's Disney. So it's only, right. you know, it's only 30 minutes long. But in their just released the fifth episode, um, trying to. And it, so far, it's actually really good. There's going to be 10 total. So it's at the halfway point. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the journey, I guess you could say. Yeah. Of of uh, how the story's progressing, it's progressing at a good pace, and there's a lot of humor. It's a good family show. Um, if you're a fan of the original, you'll like this one too. So it's just done in episodically instead of in a movie version. So yeah, is it all complete up there? Or is it released weekly? Released week. It's released weekly. Okay. Uh, fifth episode dropped this past Friday. So halfway point. But yeah, it's it's good. Um, the ducks are not the ducks. They're kind of the, they used to be, you know, the, the ragtag group, but now they're the elite team that, you know, everybody's dying to try and get on. Yeah. Like, like parents put their kids on the team because that's the only way they're going to 
either make it to the NHL or get into get into college. So yeah, instead of just having fun, the coach is kind of a douche. Okay, yeah. he's very much a douche. So they, <laughs> so yeah, it's a. Uh, and Emilio Estevez is just he's now gotten to where his Gordon Bombay Bombay character is now just owning this rundown ice rink and you know doesn't want anything to do with hockey just because he got you know burned so many times yeah. so he's but Warren Graham's you know trying to coach this trying to find a place for them to practice and so they end up at the rink and you know. At this point, he's still not coaching. She's having to coach, but he's giving her advice and stuff like that. So right. It's it's super cute. I, I'm really enjoying it. So, anyways, I kind of wanted to throw that out because you and I really don't have anything family family movie night wise as far as things we haven't already discussed. It's just right. we are watching it, rewatching. I guess you could say. Uh, two cents wise, but family version. <laughs> True. All right, man. You want to get in the Falcon and Winter Soldier as much as we can? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, my background. Yes. <laughs> Compared but, to uh, what? <laughs> yeah, but still, there's blue there. Yep. There's a, yeah, <laughs> a lot of blue. Some. <laughs> the both fighting for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I think hers is more inner, inner freedom trying to come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord help us all <laughs> um but yeah this finale uh i feel like it like i was worried because they had so many things they had to kind of close up and i guess um you know book in as far as the stories go and i feel like they tied everything up pretty well while leaving a little left for you know right. possible next season which I don't know if they, the next season's. I don't know if it's going to be another season, but we know what's already been confirmed. Yeah, uh, as far as the movie was. Yeah. So they better do another season. It's just too good to. not to do. It's so easy. This is the kind of this is the kind of property where you, it would make it easy to just build upon season by season. Right. And the movie's probably not going to come out till like 2023 anyway. Yeah. So just just do the show. <laughs> Stick exactly. The show. Yep. <clears throat> um, but it. It. I don't want to spoil anything other than my picture. <laughs> um, shoot. I mean, it was it was some decent action. It started off with action, and um, but there's also that under underlying character development as well. Right. So the only thing, the only thing I was kind of disappointed in as far as Bucky's final thing for his character. Yeah. They kind of just glossed over. You know, I, I would like to have seen that scene play out, you know, yeah. just to just to see how the, you know, because they've been building it up. And then it was just like, we're here. Fast forward. OK, we're done. And I'm like, man, come on. I want I just wanted to. It wasn't real closure. Right. <laughs> they got their closure. But we didn't <laughs> they, get to see it. They, you're right. They closed the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. They closed the door on your closure or yeah. whatever. So but other than other than that, you know. And then the the rumor, which you know was kind of obvious, of um, you know a revelation of one of the characters being yeah. something, and it's like, yeah, I wasn't surprised. 
I was but, surprised it waited till the very end. That's what kind of irritated me watching. I'm like, seriously, y'all couldn't have done this. Seriously, like the beginning of episode five, we couldn't have just had done that and just run ran with it, or just done it during that episode. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that's that's Marvel, just kind of hiding in plain sight and then slow rolling on out. We're in, no, yeah. we're not in a rush. <laughs> yeah, because I was watching um, a pitch meeting yesterday for it, and uh, they brought that up. And he's like halfway at the beginning, like, yeah, this this, isn't it? And like, no, 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 no. Then later on, yeah. it was like, they had their, you know, they, they said what it was. And he's like, yeah, I kind of figured that out. <laughs> yeah. Everybody on the internet figured that out. But, you know, it's Marvel being Marvel. Right. But um, it was, it was a good, solid episode. Solid season. Just, you know, WandaVision was WandaVision. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Different, but you know, it's still tied in the same universe. But well, um, in, in, the one thing both shows have done really well is expose how people deal with grief. Yeah. In loss and just you know, kind of more adult themes, but in not kind of in a not I don't want to say a wider tone, but I mean it's kind of it's stuff that most kids probably want i mean by watching it like i don't really fully expect my you know york to get all you know half that stuff in there but uh, you know at least if you're in your late teen well even in your teens you know your mid mid teens or in, and older will understand most of that what's going on and it's just crazy that they're putting all that into the sh- you know into these shows that you know and it's showing that hey you know, just because they have, you know, just because they wear costumes and have powers doesn't mean they still aren't people and still don't have feelings and still, you know, aren't a part of this. I mean, they're still human. And so they still have these feelings and thoughts and baggage and have been through things, seen things and <clears throat> don't know how to deal with them. So. And, and then also. And then. Tie in a little racism too, and <laughs> right. But then, <laughs> Tie in a little you, bit of that too. Yeah. You see the ones with superpowers, but then you got one that doesn't. You know, he's literally putting his life on the line because yeah. he's going up against these folks that are obviously more powerful than him. Yeah. And we saw what happened to one. Right. You know that could have been his, uh, you know, ending as well. Exactly. So that's, that's just showing the the high risk that he's in. So, yep. but he's still willing to go forth and. Give you know do the best he can, you yeah. know try to avoid fighting. He you know he does a great job as far as de-escalating, but um you know if he has to he'll he'll throw down. Yep, just like Steve. Yep, <laughs> good man. Even Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's if you haven't watched, you really sh- I, I mean, and you like the Marvel properties, it's you should watch it. It's worth whatever it's 6.99 a month or whatever yeah. and if you just do it for a month and just binge watch all the shows i mean it's you're you're getting your money's worth and then so. sure so, i mean wandavision and this is pretty much their movies just yeah episodic just kind of yeah. like the, yeah um because i looked at it like with wandavision where it's either two three hour movies or we've got three two hour movies yeah it's just basically episodic form and it's the same you know big budget hollywood deal right so i was like all right they weren't lying about that 
So we basically got our our Falcon and Winter Soldier movie. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. I mean, I was I knew I wasn't gonna be just. I was I was no. uh, very excited to hear yeah. about it. You know, just want more from it. <laughs> just it is weird though, cause I I saw some some posts like some articles. I don't know if people were being sarcastic, but they were talking about how this show missed the mark or not not great. And I read one article. They, they the title said it wasn't great, but then everything they were saying in the article was like all of the strength. I was like, so I don't know. I didn't know if they were just BSing. Right. I don't know. But you know, it's not gonna be for everybody. Not everybody's gonna nope. want because you know comics. Not everybody's pleased by the comics and. And this show, just like all the movies, are kind of just this is the cinematic form or the TV form for these yeah. characters. So they derive it from the source material, but they're not going to, you know, yeah, just go verbatim. Be, yeah, forget that. It's too boring okay. if you know exactly what's going to happen. Right? Yeah. yeah, switch it up some, and Marvel's good at that. Yep. Now Loki. Seven more weeks. Yep. yep. <laughs> Wonder uh, what kind of emotional breakdown he's gonna have. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like if he's even capable of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Um, real quick, we won't spend too much time, but I did want to take just a quick minute to talk about the Independent Spirit Awards, which uh, I didn't get to watch, but I followed up and you know posted the results on our group page and so everybody kind of take a look at the one thing um that really stood out was i was happy riz ahmed actually did win for best actor uh for independent spirit award and paul racy won also from sound of metal won for supporting actor so i thought that was awesome too and then uh, trying to think what else. Oh, Crip Camp won for best documentary. I was happy about that because that's still uh, the documentary was one of my favorites that I watched. Yeah. But I thought it was really good. I mean, they were I, actually all the all of them were good. It was just one I was really I feel like I learned a lot from by watching it. It was more informative, I guess. And everything else was kind of was kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of what I thought it would be. You know, a bunch of, you know, Nomadland and everybody else winning. So so with that being said, I guess we should go ahead and move on to last night. The Academy Award, the 93rd Academy Awards held at the... Held at... Held at Union Station instead of at the Dolby Theater, where it's been for 20-something years. Um, so I actually liked the Union Station one better because mm-hmm. it was a little more intimate. You know, people you didn't have to wait five minutes for people to walk up the stage or whatever. Um, I was okay with it being live and not, you know, not a Zoom type of thing. Yeah. I, I think the whole we'll treat it as a set thing was just what they're using to get away with. <laughs> they didn't have to wear a mask. 
And, you know, if they're vaccinated and they've been testing and retesting, fine. That's cool. Whatever. No worries. But I don't know if I 100% believe that they actually put masks on during commercial break. So, I don't know. But, yeah, it was whatever. (laughs) It's small things. Um, I liked how it was done. I didn't have really have a problem with structure. I like how they did the what they did with the musical numbers. If you didn't watch the pre-show during the Oscar pre-show, they had like an hour, hour and a half long pre-show where they I think it was about an hour long where they had each musical artist do their do their song. Okay. So they did songs. So the songs for the, that were nominated still performed. It was just well, most of them were actually recorded ahead of time, but they just showed them. And then they did interviews and stuff like that. So I thought that was a uh, popping. What are you doing over there? Popping package bubbles, whatever you call them. <laughs> no, my um, my ear pods dropped. <laughs> it's always something. It's either from my uh, end or <laughs> yeah, or something, or or a ten year old coming in. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, you know, I kind of, I enjoyed it. I like how they did it. It was fun. Uh, again, not really a host, but little rail kind of filled in a little bit. So, uh, that was nice. I loved having Questlove as in charge of music yeah. and just DJing it instead of having like a band or an orchestra. Oh, it was a lot of fun. His music was always upbeat and, um, and lively and just made it more fun you know and that's so not so completely serious with an orchestra and just yeah i don't know it but it just the presentation wise and it looked beautiful in there yeah so results the results of our you know our oscar ballot competition whatever you want to call it was we had Good amount of entries. I have gone through and checked all the ballots, including yeah. yours and mine, and we did not win. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about us. <laughs> but instead, our winner for this year with a total of 19 out of 23, which means she only got four wrong. According to my math, four wrong is Sharon Fry, one of the Oscar pool this year. 19. Coming in second was Emily Stacy with 13. I came in third with 11. Then Cheryl Bonner came in fourth with 10. Then there was a three way tie for fifth yeah. with you had eight, Ruth had eight, and then uh, Casey Peel had eight. And then it goes down from there. Congratulations to Sharon. We'll get you your swag team. So, on to next year. <laughs> That's going to be a hard number to beat, I think. Oh, yeah. Just to, Pretty much got to, go, un, got to go straight through. <laughs> and according, because I got, I sent her a text this morning to let her know that, hey, by the way, you won. Text I got back was, oh, my God, that was a fluke of nature. <laughs> so, yeah. Good job, Sharon, for... I mean, if that's your fluke, man, I'm gonna have you pit, do the, I'm gonna have you do my March Madness bracket next year. There you go. <laughs> so awesome! Congratulations to her again. And it's always fun to do that. 
what did you think as far as winners? Was there, what were you surprised with, if any? Uh, well, kind of talked before. The best actor, I kind of had a feeling it was going to go the way it went, even though I knew how it was set up, or not, not set up, but how it looked like it was going to go. So, based on who won that, it didn't, it didn't totally surprise me. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say how well he did. Exactly. Same, but, um, I can't say yeah. either, but I'm with you, because he won the BAFTA, and that was it. Yeah. You but, know, um, Bozeman, Bozeman, and Riz Ahmed. Otherwise, I shouldn't have been surprised, and I should have changed my, you know, put Viola Davis, yeah. you know, for actress. And I should and I should have known the Academy loves Frances McDormand. Loves her. Like she's the new male streep. I text that to my mom last night too. Yeah. I said she was fine, but I don't think she you know, for me personally, you know, I would have either picked Viola Davis or especially, you know, or you and I both would have rather had Andrew Day win. Yeah, because, I mean the 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 movie US versus um that movie, it's not like it it was it was an okay movie. I just I I liked it mostly because of her performance. Well, yeah, it's yeah. That was I, she just kind of carried it in a way. She carried it. So for just based on that, because otherwise, if her performance had been any you know That's less, yeah. I probably wouldn't have finished it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what held me on to watch it. Because when I saw that, I was like, man, because you even said it like they love Frances McDormand. Yeah. So I'm like, I kind of wish I'd switched. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that, you know, Andrew Day was my want, but, yes, you know, we knew, I kind of knew it was going to lean that way, but I was like, she did win one. She won, what, a SAG award? Yeah. So uh, I was like. No, she won the Golden Globe. Golden yeah. Glo- okay. So she won Golden Globe, so I was like, well, maybe that'll kind of, maybe she, maybe she'll s- squeeze this out. <laughs> yeah, Frances McDormand won, won the BAFTA, uh, Viola Davis won the SAG, and Carrie Mulligan won the Independent Spirit Award. Oh, Another that surprised me, uh, Two Distant Strangers. Yep. That's what I wanted to win, but I didn't think it would. <laughs> I didn't think it would either, which is why I didn't pick it. Yeah. Because it's good. I like it. But I'm going to be honest. It looked a little student film, kind of. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, ah, it's probably not going to win. Because it seems like it's a little like a co- like someone made it in college or something like that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just seems like the way it was, you know, the the... Certain angles and kind of the acting. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad it did because I did enjoy it. It just, compared to a couple of the others that I had seen, I was just, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, that one surprised me. I'm glad Mank won for production design, although I still think Tenet probably should have won for production. Anyways. Oh, costume design. I'm still surprised Mulan did not win. I text Mom because Mom hadn't seen it. So I texted yeah. I, I was texting her pictures. <laughs> like, no, check these check these out and that's in her you know various pictures from yeah from the movie and she's like oh wow yeah they probably should. i said yeah whatever i mean it's it is what it is and i'm and i'm also glad make one for cinematography even though i didn't pick it because that is that that movie's nothing but lighting camera angles all that stuff but i didn't think they would that the Academy was, well, most of the awards shows were so infatuated, I guess is a good way to put it, with Nomadland that it was just going to get all the things, you know, all the things. Yeah. So, so I was really glad to see Mank get Best of Cinematography, even though I didn't pick it. Yu Zhang Yun, so glad that she won. She practically 
won every single category or every single award show except for Golden Globes. Jodie Foster won. But otherwise, she's, you know, she won four out of five award shows. Not bad. Nope, that's pretty good for her. And she's the first South Korean actor to win an Academy Award. And she was freaking adorable up on stage. She was, because Brad Pitt presented the award. And then she says, <laughs> she's like, it's like, oh, Brad Pitt, this is, where did you go? It's like, it's like, this is so good to finally meet you. Where were you when we were filming? <laughs> yeah. I, I think he did. Wasn't he one of the producers for it? I think. I, think I, I can't one remember, of, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. But that, I mean, she was just adorable. It was, uh, I loved it. She was great. Absolutely love her. Chloe Zhao, now the only the second director, only the second female to win an Academy Award for Best Directing. First, which then went Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker was the first one. Yeah. And so this is, but she's first woman of color to win it, obviously, for for directing. So that's a big deal, too. And I saw an article where China had actually banned, banned all recognition of her winning for best directing from the Internet. Like they censored it. Yeah. Like after like a couple, like after a couple hours of it being up, because people were obviously following it, you know, we're up late following it after a couple hours, the they took it down. Or not took it down, but you know, censored it and blocked it. So yeah, they made it that thing they don't speak. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, but yeah, it was great to see Daniel Kaluuya win. He's I forgot what there's some sort of weird statistic where he I don't know, I don't think he was the first one to ever sweep all the all the award shows. Yeah, which is not true because Paul Racy won for Spirit Awards. Kind of like Yu Jung Yoon otherwise won all of them. Yeah, but four out of five, not bad. Not at all. He might not have been nominated though, because I don't think Judas and the Black Messiah was nominated or checking my. Re- Otherwise, if he, which I think that's what happened, which then makes sense because if he, which then makes sense, swept him. I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay, after checking, yes, I am correct. Coolio was not nominated for Independent Spirit Award because I, I don't think it qualified. Okay. Because it's not an independent film, so that's why he didn't win that one because he wasn't. Qualified for it. So, yeah, he swept all the ones he was nominated for. Good on him. Let's see. I think other than that, I thought there were times, like, the speeches itself, I thought were awkward. But I made a post about it on our page that I was like, I don't think people, I said, I think people have been basically locked up for so long they forgot how to do speeches yeah. and how to talk to others. Because it was very awkward and very long, and some people were just letting everything out. I'm like, oh my! <laughs> I'm like, it's like holding it's this in for so long, talk, but it hasn't. It's like been a minute since you left the house, hadn't it? <laughs> and yeah, there were just some weird and awkward speeches that I was. And they were just only letting one person talk. Everybody else, but the other person got to be on screen. Yeah. I'm like, right, you're not gonna let anybody else talk. All right. <laughs> Enjoy that conversation afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was it was a good award show. I, I don't for what they had to work with, I thought it w- went really well. And yes, the Glenn Close knowing knowing uh, the song "The Butt" and all the trivia that went along with it. Who sang it? <laughs> Spike Lee reference about wanting to use it in school days, and then. 
And then when asked by Little Royal Howry, yeah, but do you know how to do the dance? And then getting up and doing said dance. And then winning the Little Royal to say that it, it has officially now been the blackest the Oscars have ever been. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. I, everything. I, yeah, exactly. But it was good, though. I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun night. We had uh, Ruth made a nice little meat and cheese tray and then a fruit tray, fruit and veggie tray, and then a dessert tray. To which we ate maybe a quarter of that. So leftovers for tonight. There you go. And Grayson was happy because she got to help fill out the poster of the winners. I gave her the ones that had one name. So like Mink, Tenet, Soul. She was in charge of those. There you go. Because <laughs> I could write them down. I could write them down on a piece of paper and then have her just look at it, how to spell it. So she was happy she got to help out. So. All right, man. Shall we get into our actual... Oh, before we do that, so a brief announcement. I should have put this in the what's new area, but I have it written in the margins because I barely remember to write it down anyways. For the listeners, they remember last year during this time when we first started doing lockdown and everything. I started a second podcast where I was just talking to people just because I had missed talking to people. And we were just finding out what they... You know, what they've been doing, how they are, and, like, uh, how their jobs are, how this has affected their jobs. And then if they had and if they had some sort of project or something that they were working on, if they wanted to plug it, and we would talk about that as well. So that was uh, my other podcast, Time to Wind Down. I am actually going to be bringing that back for a sixth episode, second season or something like that. I guess we could call it that, where I'm going to be talking to different artist creative artist i guess you could say with the theme of basically what inspires creative people the plan is for it to only be about 30 minutes long we'll see how that we'll see how well that goes <laughs> but that's the plan just short episodes about six episodes starting production on that a week from today actually so looking forward to it and uh, we'll go from there all right with that being said let's get into our movies I guess I'm actually going first this week, even though we actually both watched the same movies. So it doesn't really matter because <laughs> we watched the same movies. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. But I'll we'll do this. I came up with I saw this trailer and then I saw that it was at Redbox. And then I said, you know what? I need something that is completely different than what I've been watching. Trying to up the Oscars. I need something completely the opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. And I think I landed that <laughs> with Willie's Wonderland. Sounds disturbing or maybe sounds like it might be for adults only. I mean, technically it is, but a different kind of adult movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Willie's Wonderland came out this year. It is one hour and 28 minutes long, which I think eight minutes of it is credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starring Nicolas Cage, Emily Tosta. Beth Grant, who played uh, Dwight's nanny in The Office, uh, if anybody remembers Dinner Party, the famous Dinner Party episode, yeah, she played Dwight's date. She was also Helen, uh, if you remember the movie Speed, the classic movie Speed, she played Helen on one of the passengers on the bus. So, okay. Anyways, Beth Grant. And then uh, Rick writes Chris Warner, 
Cal Calde or Cadwick, Kaylee Cowan, Jonathan Mercedes, uh, that Terrell Hill, and Christian Del Grosso. Willie's Wonderland's about a quiet drifter that is tracked uh, or tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Willie's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against the wave or against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> directed, directed by Kevin Lewis, uh, and uh, written by G. O. Parsons. This is exactly what I needed. It is a, it's listed as a comedy horror. It's definitely comedic because it's ridiculous because yeah. it's a ridiculous premise. Yes, very much so, so. There's been some, I guess there's been some, uh, some people have gotten upset because they thought that there's too much correlation between this and the game Five Nights at Freddy's, which is apparently there's also a movie that's going into production for that game. I don't know the game. I've seen all the like all the merch for it. Yeah. Now, at different points, but. I don't know. Too I think much. it's the same premise. Yeah, it's from what I've got, what I can gather from it, as far as the game goes, it's like a camera just panning a room. And every so, every so often, something will jump out to scare you. That that's I think that's basically what it is. But I've never played it, so I don't know. But uh, as far as this movie, Willy's Wonderland, I didn't like. Even though I watched the trailer, I didn't know what what I was getting into. Uh, it's just Nicolas Cage. I'm like. Maybe he'll have some kind of his Nicolas Cage trip out moment. And, um, but, um, again, you know, he's playing the drifter and he's driving on along the road and he happens to run across a spike strip. So all of his tires are blown and just so happens somebody rolls up with the tow truck. <laughs> so lucky there. Yeah. I was like, that's convenient. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, takes him back to his shop. Let's them know how much it all costs. They take only cash. Their ATMs aren't installed. For some reason they don't have internet. And, you know, so it's like, well, how about work it off? And that's when they kind of talk him into cleaning Willie's Wonderland because they're planning on opening it back up. So they need him to clean it. And the promise is that once he finishes cleaning, his car will be ready waiting outside when he's done the next morning. So, see, you and, know, that's. <laughs> That's why they need to get broadband out to the rural areas, and then you wouldn't have to worry about this sort of thing happening. Yeah, and I was thinking, <laughs> well, he could have just drove them to a bank. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking, too, bro. Yeah. Like, Y'all ain't got a bank, or you can't give them a lift to another town that actually might be, I don't know, part of this century. Yeah. That's what my uncle said. He said, man, just drive them to the bank, man. <laughs> but It's uh, probably a Sunday, and the banks aren't open. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah, yeah, that's probably uh, what we're gonna say. And then the uh, the owner that says something to him that he he literally takes, you know, to heart. Make sure you take your breaks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pace yourself, and he he does that quite often. Even when oh, it's yeah. um, <laughs> even during times of uh, danger, he's yeah. gonna take his break. <laughs> okay, go take my break. Have another drink. Yep. I can't even imagine drinking an energy drink once an hour. 
I mean, he had it set like as if you had it set to, you know, set the timer to take your vitamins or whatever. You know. Right. Right. He's over there drinking a fictitious energy drink. Yeah, Once an what? hour. I'm like, bro, you'll have a heart attack. You don't have to worry about these people killing you. No. <laughs> drop dead. Yeah. Then there's a girl named Liv who gets um, arrested by her caretaker for attempting to burn down Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. And then her friends come and rescue her. And so that's what their their plan is because there's something something am, amiss and demonic going on with the with that place and they feel like to burn it down then they can get rid of it because yeah, they got the it's like a cult it's kind of a cult story behind what yeah. happened that was pretty pretty twisted yeah <laughs> like kind of thinking of Chuck E Cheese and Showbiz and all that like what yeah. if it was like that you know what if they were like that so. But um, I'll... I've always said Chuck E. Cheese is a cult, anyways. I've never not said that. I've said that at Chuck E. Cheese because this yeah. place is a cult. Creepy animatronic. Bro, you are. You have a bunch of kids following the leader around, being Chucky. They have to follow him around to a specific area. They have to do a dance, mm-hmm. and then after said, well, actually, they sit in a semicircle, and then they have to get up and do a dance. And then after said dance, they basically had to say thank you, Chuck. Or actually, they, Chuck then throws out tickets to which they all swarm and fight after. And then afterwards have to thank the leader. And then they continue to follow him. Yeah. Like a cult to me. Yeah. Walks yeah. like a cult. Talks like a cult. Must be a cult. Yeah. 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 And I've yeah. never once had Kool-Aid there. You're not going to get me to try. You're not going to fool me on that one. No, thank you. No, no drinks. <laughs> nope. Water it is. Yeah. You can see through it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to get sidetracked. I have to go so, and chuck and cheese every now and then. So of course, you know. But we'll see. So he's the drifter, but taking this job, he becomes the janitor. <laughs> yes. Um. And he, I mean, I don't know what's in his spray bottle, but it does a great job of cleaning. Like, Bruh. I'm just like, yeah, wow. I need to know his secret there. Yeah. Uh, the bathrooms, same bottle. Like, I thought he would have, like, different different solutions for different things, but this magic bottle of does okay. it all. Yeah. And then, of course, the animatronic, the, the possessed animatronic animals start to come after him. But he wastes no time. He don't care. Like, I got a job to do to clean this, and I want my car at the end of the day. Stay out of my way. <laughs> exactly. And he just just takes him out. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like in, it makes me think about child's play. You know, you got this little doll. Everybody's scared of him. Like, man, just rip him apart. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless, just call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> football punt. Like, get out of yeah. here. <laughs> just like a chihuahua. Just kick it out. I'm, just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want chihuahuas. <laughs> Tiny and annoying and just mad for no reason. Yes. <laughs> go on, go get you some Taco Bell. Foomp. <laughs> but um, yeah, the biggest thing that I took away from this is that Nicholas Cage's character doesn't say a word. Nope. Everything is facial expression, action. He's all about that action. I found it humorous. I I want to know more about his back his character's backstory though. Yeah. Like, is he mute? Because <laughs> he can hear. But is he just mute? Is he obsessive compulsive? And that's why like the cleaning thing doesn't bother him? Because you saw his car. His car was clean as a whistle yeah. as well. 
And every time he killed an animatronic, he had to switch out his shirt and put a new shirt on, a new clean shirt yep. every single time. I got a little OCD. And yeah, I'm a like a lot of things. Need a prequel. Right, I know. Like I have so many questions about things that really make no difference in this movie, but just character questions that I really need to know more about. Yeah. I don't need to, but I would like to know more about. Cool like, know. mainly just mainly because I just need to know how close I am to this character, except for the whole not talking, because we know that's going to be the complete opposite. <laughs> I feel like I can still relate to this character, though. Yeah. I liked one thing it. I, yeah, I liked it because it was perfectly, I mean, it's exactly hokey and what I needed. Yeah. I didn't like, and like I told you, it's done kind of in that grindhouse kind of uh, style. And even the texture, the only thing I was missing is kind of that 70s, well, you know, kind of grimy texture Yeah. on the screen. It had some, but not, it could have, they really could have kind of emphasized that. I think it would have added... You know, just a little more texture and a little more fun to it, I guess. But, I mean, it still was just a ridiculous time. It's a perfect red box rental, for sure, for me. Yeah, It's perfect. Yeah. I would recommend movie. it. I'd recommend it because it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just yeah. a, a fun, ridiculous movie. Like, you don't even... Like, for me, I'm wondering, why are all these kids even trying to come into this building? Right. Because, I mean, well, you know, when they got there, it was about to set it on fire but then they saw him inside and they're like well Liv didn't want to leave him in she wanted to get him out well, then they were... she wanted him to live yeah yeah live one yeah live. look at that <laughs> see what they did with that character's name yeah see? but uh you know that's basically what it was like if he wasn't in there i guess they would have went ahead and burned it down but here's but, the thing um, burn it down he'll see it's on fire and then come out <laughs> like, yeah he'll find a way out <laughs> yeah he'll be all right he's a grown-ass man if he can't tell that there's a fire he needs to get out true and that one character, uh, what was his name? Um, Bob. Um, the black dude. I thought it was Chris Brown at first. <laughs> he was like the, he was like the yeah. smartest one. It's like, man, I'm not going in there. But because yeah. his girlfriend went in, he went in. You know, it's hormones. What you gonna do? Yep. And that's what and that's what happens when you when hormones get involved. You do stupid shit like that. It yep. then winds up dead because of his hormones. Yep. Yep. It was like. I know what's going to happen. Like, a lot of it was predictable, but it was fun still. Cause, yeah, like, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. They followed like, all the tropes. I was like, bro, no. <laughs> so we got Come this on. couple here. Yeah, I know how they're going to go. Yep. And then, like, as soon as you separate, like I said. That's done. Got, yep. Got to use the buddy system. Yep. Always stronger as a team. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, please. <laughs> this movie's so ridiculous. Um, I would, yeah, recommend it. Watch it. Watch it with some people because it's it'll, it's more it's definitely one of those that's gonna be more fun to watch with you know with some people than it would be. That's, that's true because I watched it with my uncle. I don't think I would have liked it as much watching it by myself. So it actually added to the the fun of it. Yeah, like I enjoyed it, but Ruth's not gonna watch this movie. So <laughs> I, like I already knew that. I'm like, yeah, she's not gonna want to like out of all the things for us to watch. That's not going to be the thing she's going to stay up to try and stay up and, and watch. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, no, it's it's so much fun. So check it out. Um, different kind of cage rage. It's not the normal cage rage that we're used to seeing. If uh, if Mandy was on Quaaludes, there we go. Just, or his his rage scene was him playing pinball. That was his rage yeah. scene. I was yeah, like, oh, there it is. There it is. Just 
silent. <laughs> well, and like I had told you, uh, apparently Nick Cage has always wanted to play, has always wanted to be in a silent horror movie. So, even though the entire movie wasn't silent, he was able to be silent. So I think yeah. that he was like, "Yeah, I'm on board." Also, they, you said, also you offered me a job, so of course I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, it's perfect. So of course he would take this job. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, man. Next one's you. Or All us right. again. Or yeah. us again. Whichever. However you want to do it. It's rare that we both watch most of the movies that we talk about. <laughs> and I just happened to, I was like, oh, I actually got time to watch this. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and start it at least. And then I finished it right before, uh, right before we started. So this movie is on Netflix, uh, Stowaway, <clears throat> uh, released April 22nd, 2021, runtime of an hour and 56 minutes, uh, starring Anna Kendrick, uh, Daniel Day and Kim, uh, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette, and it's directed by Joe Pena. So this is about a three-person crew on a mission to Mars. <clears throat> And they face an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board. So the the mission to Mars is planned for two years. And during their takeoff, there's like there's a slight discrepancy with the with the trajectory. Uh, once they get in orbit and dock to the space station, they find a stowaway. And uh, his name is Michael. And so. Even though the crew is able to bond with him, they they figure out that he kind of accidentally destroyed their CDRA, which is a device that scrubs all the carbon dioxide from the air, which helps them to breathe. And then they have a limited supply because the the vessel they're on was only designed for two people, and they're already pushing the limits with there being three of them. And now they got four people, so it's like, all right, we got to figure out how, how our oxygen and all that. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like, and then their decision that they have, they have options. You know, you got some cool options. You got these uh, um, emergency reserve tanks that they can use to do the scrubbing of the carbon dioxide. Or one of the scientists, <clears throat> uh, David Kim, he can take the algae he has to, you know, create oxygen basically for two people. But still, they don't have, it's not enough for everyone. And, then there's the other option of just jettison somebody off. <laughs> yep. So it's like, that's a rough, that's tough. Yeah. So here, go into this room for a second. Boomp. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, you like Ebony Maw, Ebony Maw from, yep. <laughs> from Infinity War. So no Mary Poppins here. Mm-hmm. You're not Carrie Fisher. Yep. Um. I mean, I, I liked it. I don't know if it would be something I'll watch again, but it was, oh. it was, <laughs> but like, I couldn't imagine being in that position. Like, you know, what, what, what can you do? Cause there's no real solution. I mean, there's a solution. Yeah. The, you know, the, the biggest one that'll, that'll solve it is kind of hard because you now know this person, you know, his backstory. He's got a sister back home. That he was trying to get to, he wasn't planning on getting stuck on the ship. And I don't like they didn't really explain what happened. I'm guessing yeah. he maybe just passed out while working on it. And, you know, boom, he's in space. 
Um, there's nobody to watch his sister, but you know, uh, Mission Control said they'll send somebody to handle it and they'll take care of all the funding and whatnot. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> so these are the problems I had with it. I too thought it was fine. I mean, it was a fine movie. It wasn't terrible. These are the problems I had. One, he's a stowaway. I thought it was going to be more of a, he's purposely trying to sabotage the mission. Yes. I really wish that that's what was happening in this movie. Um, so, spoiler alert, he he's not trying to sabotage the mission. He legit, like you said, probably either passed out or on, you know, was working on something, and then when they launched, probably knocked him unconscious. Yeah. So, I... I really wished it was something like that, that either some company or maybe he's a spy from another country and they don't want him, you know, whatever they're working on their algae thing for Mars, uh, whatever secrets it's holding or, you know, whatever. He was a spy for someone else from either another company, you know, like a company or from another country so he's there to help more or less sabotage the mission but they don't know that that's what he's doing like i wish it was something more like that not oh we're gonna run out of oxygen so we have to go we eventually in the course of this movie have to go out to actually go out to space to go up and down this tether thing yeah to get these oxygen tanks that takes two people and then something occurs and then basically one person could was able to do it. And I'm like, so why do we need to anyways? I'm like, I'm just kind of going with it. I really wanted the plot, I guess, to kind of go differently than what, than the direction it went. Cause then for me, it kind of, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to stay interested. (laughs) I mean, it's still interesting, but, and more of a, it's more of a moral, it's more of a moral drama than it is, you know, like sci-fi drama than it is a sci-fi action. Yeah. Of or espionage, you know, type of thing, which would yeah. have been to me. I think I I would have been more interested in seeing kind of that aspect of it. Then I hate movies that just end. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's seriously one of my pet peeves, <laughs> like one of my biggest pet peeves about. I'm like, did we just run out of money? Like, what what happened here? I was sitting there watching. I was like, oh, it's one of those movies. Okay. I was, I was like, <laughs> I just, I was so, I just scolded the TV and just was like, oh, we're doing credits now. Yeah. I guarantee there's no mid credit scene in this movie. <laughs> no. We Is just, it? we just done. And I'm like, but we still have X Y X Y Z and then double A double B. To figure True. out what's going on, like we're just leaving that. Yeah, we're, you know, we're not worrying about all that. Okay. And then Tony Collette's character injured her arm, and then when they brought down the CDRA, the damaged CDRA, yeah. she picked it up. I'm like, how are you picking it up? You're hurt, you're injured, right? <laughs> so I was like, I thought she was you, maybe up to something. Like, I was thinking it was gonna go like you said, where somebody was not who they were supposed to be. Yeah. Because when he came out, you know, he was. His thing he kept repeating, please tell me we're not launched, or yeah, you know, like or he was acting coy, or maybe yeah. you know, and he said he was gonna reply, so I thought maybe he was just some overzealous person that, that was, was just the other thing wanting I was to go to space. I was like, well, basically, he stood away because he didn't want to wait his turn in line, yeah, 
or he got rejected mm-hmm. because he's not good enough. And so he's like, screw it. I'm going to go on board and anyways. And that was here. the other thing I was thinking too. Nope, none of that. I'm like, all these things would have made a better story. Yep. It's like, no, I just fell asleep and ended up in space. And now I've, I've, as you do. <laughs> and I've, and I've uh, jeopardized everybody's lives. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. sorry, guys. My bad. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, There's a lot yeah. of issues, but <clears throat> with what it had to work with, I guess, it was an okay movie. I just yeah. wanted something differently, I guess. I guess I wanted a different movie from, from what I'd been led to believe, you know, in the trailer and everything. True. So, oh, well. No worries. So, real quick, I guess we'll do our family movie night redos or whatever. Um, so we watched Thunder Force finally after okay. not having to worry about <laughs> a hot water heater snafu um, okay. at the house. We were able to, you know, uh, and then watch him move on the week before. So we watched Thunder Force this week. And so I guess I'm putting my two cents in and I guess speaking for the family, I guess. Um, so with uh, Melissa McIntyre and Olivia, Olivia Octavia, (laughs) (laughs) I think those were the names Ruth gave me when she was trying to think of the movie and who was in it. I said, I just kind of looked at her perplexed and I was like, okay, Jeff, figure this one out. You can do it. And I was like, you mean Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer? Are you talking about Thunder Force? Yeah, that one. That's what I said. I'm like, no, not. I'm just glad I'm good at this game whenever you talk about actors. <laughs> so, <laughs> Inner decoding. Oh, Jesus. Let it, be, but let it be somebody from Disney, from the Disney Channel or the CW. She'll, she'll know it in a heartbeat. Bless her heart. Um, anyway, so we watched Thunder Force. And, you know, I kind of told Ruth what you had, you know, what you had said um, as far as what you thought or who you thought would like this movie. Ruth really enjoyed it. Um, both Grayson and York liked it. Um, they both thought it was funny and they liked the action in it. I'm with you and thought it was too long. Um, I think Ruth kind of thought it was a little bit too long too, that it could have yeah. cut some things out. I like Ben Falcone, Melissa McCarthy's husband. I like him as a director. The dialogue was a little stale at times. He lingers on a joke about yes. 10 seconds too long. They need a his editor needed to have made that executive decision and cut to the next thing like after the joke's done because it just kind of lingers there and you're like it's not that kind of one it's not that kind of movie where you can just linger. I mean it shouldn't be that kind of movie where you just linger on something like that and expect people to still be laughing. It's funny. But it's not like you're just you need know, to just stay there and kind of wait on something. That's more that could be more suited for some like a com like a sitcom or something. Yeah. Where that could be more of a style for that, not really a not really a action comedy like this. Because then it slows down what you're trying to get, you know, the the progress of the film. It just kind of if you especially if you do it a lot, then it's just going to slow down the pacing of the film. And which I, I, which I felt at times it kind of did. 
but yeah, I thought Melissa McCarthy was funny. Octavia Spencer uh, was good as the straight man, straight woman, whatever. The straight character um, to Melissa, Melissa McCarthy's kind of wacky, wackier character. Uh, Jason Bateman was great. Bobby Cannavale, also great. Both have been in most of McCarthy movies. Jason Bateman with, what was that, Identity Theft or something like that. Yeah. And uh, Bobby Cannavale was her love interest in Super Intelligence that I covered from HBO Max. Still so, haven't yeah. watched that yet. Yeah. It was, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a cute film. It's, you know, they, I think they just said shit a bunch. They didn't really drop anything else. There wasn't any real rude humor or anything like that. So, you know, if you're okay with a few, you know, a few times that being said, then it'll be a decent family movie. You know, again, both kids liked it. So that was our family movie night this week. Thunder Force. So middle of the week, my daughter sent me a text. She's like, hey, have you heard of that, that new Godzilla and King Kong movie? I'm like, yeah. That's pretty good. I liked it. It's like, oh, so you watched it without me? I'm like, oh, yeah. Cool. You know, it's been, it's been like oh, two, three weeks be, since you've been. Be one of those, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah. So but I'll watch it again because I liked it. Yeah. And so she asked me what I rated it. You know, at that time I gave it a seven. But um, we rewatched it yesterday and she loved it. She's like, man, Godzilla's just mean. Like, yeah, Godzilla don't care. He's yeah. on a mission. <laughs> He's got something to do. King Kong's in the way. <laughs> get out of his way. Exactly. <laughs> and um I after after rewatching it, you know, I still like the connection that Kong had with the little girl. Yeah. But everybody else, they needed something meaningful to do because it just it was just filler yep. in between the, the fights. Yep. But um I you know, I get I bumped it up to about an eight because I, I enjoyed it more this time, the second yeah. time around. And she really she really liked it. And so I I signed up for HBO Max. Okay. I don't know. How, I don't know how long I'm gonna keep it, okay. but um, when we finished that movie, you know, it popped up to the splash screen for Mortal Kombat. I was like, maybe next time. I, yeah. I gotta rewatch. <laughs> I gotta watch it. And, I, and she's like, Oh, you watched that too? I'm like, Well, yeah. It's like radar. So I gotta make sure. You know, even though thanks, you're about to be 15. For, <laughs> thanks for following the podcast, sweetheart. We we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's I say, you know, huh? I was just going to say, that's how I am with Ruth. I'm like, oh, you know, I know a podcast you could listen to where you would probably learn all of these answers. <laughs> so I told her, it's like, you know, next time, you know, maybe because uh, I told him about York watching it. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's younger than you and he's seen it. So you might be OK. <laughs> but then again, he's also seen John Wick. And yeah, I, I told her that, too. And she's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We, we're, we're failing at parenting. <laughs> So he may say he may say we're succeeding. But I know I, there's areas and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, well, it's well, like I don't want John Wick to be the bar to which we have to think of. Well, I got to watch this and I got to watch that because that's the kind of crap I pulled with my dad. <laughs> History's about to repeat that's, itself. Hey, that's how I got to see Tombstone. I ain't going to lie. That's well, you took me to go. See, you took us to go see Terminator 2 and Die Hard 2. I mean, I don't know where I'm like. I'm like, I guarantee I was too young to watch those. You're trying to tell me a few years older than I'm too young to watch Tombstone. Yeah. I made my case. We went and saw Tombstone. 
Yeah, if we if we had more time yesterday, I, we probably would have watched it. But you know, I had to take her home. Right. And it's almost two hours, but yeah. I said we'll, we'll check it out next week yeah. or the next. The next it, she's probably right. coming back this weekend because my family's going to go see my aunt, and I was okay. like, well, I can't go because I got graduation. So yeah. But um, yeah, might watch it before she goes back. But yeah. That's like I think that's the first. That's actually the first movie we watched together since Soul. Oh wow, it's been okay. a while. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think York and I are gonna try and get caught up on. Uh, I think we'll we'll watch episode five of of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier today. I don't know if we'll have time to watch both. Yeah. Um, but we'll at least watch one more and then maybe finish it off a little bit later. Um, I'm still trying to get Ruth to watch it. It's like seriously, it's good. You, you'll like it. But we'll see. Um, and then, uh, yeah, this week, I'm trying to think what's coming out this week, if anything. Without but remorse I know on prom. Do what? Michael B. Jo- Michael B. Jordan's Without Remorse, the Tom oh, Clancy movie. It comes out Friday. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh. I thought it was this past week. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to talk about that. I'm like, oh, another seven days. <laughs> it's disappointing. I'm like, all right. All right. All right. No, I'm, I'll, yeah, I'll be excited about that one, too. Uh, so, before we get to trailers, I'll go ahead and tell everybody. Next week, we have a guest. We have a returning guest. It's been a while. Been a, actually, last time he was on, we talked about, or he was getting ready to go see Frozen 2. So, it's been November of 2019. Uh, we're going to have our guest. He is a... Technically a director. He's a documentary director. He is a podcaster. He has currently three podcasts, and here I am with thinking two's hard enough. Yeah. Well, one trying to bring him back a second one. He's got three. And he's also a writer because he wrote Comedy Film Nerds, co wrote Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movies and Pacify Me, the uh, a dad's, was the baby's handbook for freaked out new dads or something like that. I, yeah, I'm trying to remember the title. Anyways, we're going to have returning guest Chris Mancini, and he's also got two graphic novels, Long Go Far Away, and then uh, his latest one, which he'll have to talk about as well. So Chris is going to come back, and we're going to dive into Mortal Kombat. So but I purposely wanted to hold off so that we can get Chris on to talk about it and then talk about anything else uh, he's been watching. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm very excited about that. It'd be good to ha- have him return. And uh, it was a very quick yes. So I, I appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, so trailers. We have The Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It. What are they? What are they, six? <laughs> I think that's more in reference to the movie being made. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I'm gonna watch it. I'm, yeah. Of course I'm gonna. Of course I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. That's my kind of scary movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, a new Netflix uh, film, Oxygen. It was originally a French film. And then, if you watched the Academy Awards last night, you saw the teaser trailer for West Side Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Yeah. If you like the original, you'll probably like this one. You're like me, like the first five minutes of the original, then I'm probably gonna like probably gonna like the first five minutes of this one. West Side Story is not my favorite musical, and I know you don't do musicals, really. 
Not really. So, yeah. I'll probably still go see it. I'm probably still going to be... I mean, it's just a musical version of Romeo and Juliet. That's all it is. Okay. Okay. In case you've ever wondered. <laughs> it's it's essentially all it is. It's Romeo and Juliet turned into a musical with uh, street gangs in New York in the 50s. So, yeah. I'm more excited for In the Heights, which will be in theaters and on HBO Max in June. June 11th? Question mark? Somewhere in there. Yeah, that was supposed to come out last year, right? Huh? That was yeah. supposed to come out last year. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, obviously pushed back like a lot of things. So, yeah. But with every trailer, I got Ruth more and more interested because it's done by... I mean, it's Winman Well Miranda musical and stars a couple of people from uh, from his troupe. Okay. So it looks great. So I'm, I'm, the music's awesome because I actually listened to the Broadway soundtrack to it and pretty good and this one a, a adaptation of it i think it's gonna be really good so i'm very I'm, that's the musical i'm looking forward to watching this summer not not west side story but hey it's got ansel elgort uh, from baby driver yeah. and some other people i don't know <laughs> i didn't spend too much time I, i'm sorry i don't like west side story I just, it's like my least favorite song like we i'm like oh spielberg's doing this uh, okay man <laughs> you do you yeah it's a bunch of other ones you could have done but yeah that's a choice all right but sorry if you like west side story i'm happy for you whatever whatever brings you joy i'm i'm all in i'm i'm all for yeah it just doesn't do it for me but anyways that's about all i got for myself yeah i'm Same very here. excited for uh for the tom quincy without remorse that'll be a good one to talk to uh chris about as well i'm definitely excited for that because it's i haven't the last time i talked to him at least non-social media wise the last time i talked to him was when i went to la to for their 600th um 600th final episode of comedy film nerds back back december 2019 so right before yeah. COVID hit so um yeah that's where i get to meet new friends and make new connections but i'm very yeah so it'll be great to see and talk to him and for you to finally meet him <laughs> since yeah. uh, you weren't able to the last time so uh, until then check his check out one of his three podcasts uh what are you watching which is his new one which he has a him and a guest talk about tv and film what they've been watching uh, there was a good one with him and uh, neil t weekly talking about godzilla versus kong because mm. neil's kind of big into that whole uh, godzilla movies uh, the original all the way through all the other iterations that you know that it's had uh, that's a good episode to listen to and then uh, he's also got Conversations from the Abyss, which is like a Twilight Zone style uh, scripted podcast. And then I believe it's The Adventures of Dr. Atwood, which is also another scripted one. So that's about it, man. All right. Um, nothing else from me. Um, I think the season's finale for Invincible 
be this week on Prime. That's about it. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to watching now, other than um, Without Remorse. Yep. Now, right. I'm, of course, going to be rewatching Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I probably will too, because I kind of—I'll be honest—I dozed off a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. It was late, and you know, I'd had a drink, so I was tired. So I'll probably—I know I didn't miss much. I mean, honestly, it's the closest it's been—it's the closest I've been to actually returning to the movies, because I had the same experience. I started the movie, I dozed off in various different parts, I woke up towards the end, saw the end, was awake, <laughs> was awake after the end, and. I just didn't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> there you go. But it's essentially the same as if I were to go late at night again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, too. And then I watched the first 16 minutes of Annihilation because I hadn't watched it in such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for that that hot take next week. <sighs> All right. For myself, Jeff Hall, and my Oscar winner. Patrick Terry. We'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in on the fun.